Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. This is a podcast from The Bugle. You've just been made. It's been a long road to the top for an innocent Italian-American guy joining the local mafia. You've done things you're not proud of. You've done things you are proud of. You've done things that you're proud of but shouldn't be because your moral code is a skewed, feudal, hyper-masculine set of reciprocal obligations half-based on movies that are half-based on reality. But you know the game. You love the game. So when Big Sal, the boss of your local mafia ensemble, summons you to his office, you know it's a test. And when you walk in the door, you listen carefully for any sign of the gargle. This is the gargle. Sonic Glossy Magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. All of the news, none of the politics. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Alison Spittle and Vittorio Angeloni. How are you? Bew, 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 bew. Very good. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> Got some new blood, new blood in the house. Yep. Yes, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, there's a bit of a hazing uh, ceremony at the start, but then you'll be fine. Was it like a rugby initiation? Are you going to like <laughs> make me strip naked and, and run through the quad? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah, we all stand around you in a circle and go, skull, 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 while you gently drink half I've a glass of water. water. Yes. <laughs> Audio high five, Alison. <laughs> Before we all get into a room and download the scandalous clip that is this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover this week is Greta Thunberg, who was recently arrested for protesting outside a coal mine. The picture we're using is a recycled shot from a few years ago, because that's what she would have wanted. (laughs) Have you seen this photo of her being carried out by the police uh, from the mining site? No. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Yeah, she looks chill, chill. Genuine. She looks like she looks like she's being carried in a toga party or something like that. Like it's just, <laughs> she looks like she's having the crack. Yeah, good for her. Genuinely, there are some people who say because she sort of you see uh, her being filmed, she's posing for some photographs with the police. Some people are saying that because they had this posing for photographs, uh, that the arrest was staged. But they don't understand that that's just what it looks like when rich people are arrested for non-violent crimes. In this instance, she's totally happy to be arrested, so she's not doing that thing where you hide your head under the coat because she knows it's going to bring attention to her cause. It's not the same thing uh, as, like, arranging to be arrested with the police. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a shame you can't, like, pick your own filter when you are getting a mug shot. <laughs> like, uh, I would love, like, a little cap or something like that. You know, if I had to pick one for... Oh, you want, like, dog ears and a tongue while you're, like, on your mug shot? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. For when I inevitably get done, and I will one day, I know. <laughs> I want I want you know, little dog ears and little dog tongue. I have to say, the best thing for me about pregnancy is it's made me just slightly more short-sighted, so I bring my own filter to the mirror now. As I age, I can't see the wrinkles as much. <laughs> it's just, just generally a soft focus across everything. I've my own yeah. world. <laughs> the satirical cartoon this week is left-wing and right-wing outrage generators in an Old West saloon gunfight backing together behind the same pillar and aiming their guns at a shadowy figure that's just come through the swinging door, which is labelled the new animal animated Velma show. 
Have you seen how angry people are about that? I've seen people reacting to people's anger over that. And like, like with a lot of things on Twitter lately, I'm just like, it doesn't need me uh, to pay attention to it, <laughs> you know, in order for it to survive. It can, it can go on. If only more people had that attitude that Alison has where people don't need to hear what I think about this, actually. There's so few people in the world doing that that it's that's the problem with everything is everyone's got a take on everything nowadays. That's just a genuinely exciting <laughs> cultural phenomenon when everybody's angry about the same thing. You know, it's beautiful that we can all be brought together. I mean, they're angry about different things in the same thing. Yeah. There are people who think it's too woke and people who think it's not woke enough. Who would have thought a Scooby-Doo prequel would have caused so much uproar? <laughs> I guess it's like the the prequel to Scooby-Doo in a way before Scooby-Doo became the most inoffensive show in television history. You have to have a show that starts with two lesbian police officers of colour shooting a suspect for fun. Like that's... <laughs> I love that that's both left-wing and right-wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love like in the end of it could be like when, the, when it gets cancelled, the creator could be like, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't you pesky kids <laughs> who were tweeting about it all the time. <laughs> so wait, is this like an origin story? Like, are, are we doing Scooby-Doo origin stories now? Well, this is, yeah, the, Vel- the Velma o- origin story. That is so... Why is everything an origin story now? What would be the funniest movie to have an art like are we going to do the origin story of dexter's laboratory from cartoon network 2007 <laughs> the pillsbury doughboy the pillsbury i'd love doughboy. to see how the pillsbury doughboy started like was he made that way was it no nope. started with some pillsbury flour mummies <laughs> and a very horny woman <laughs> just like some some push pastry and a very lonely woman in the 70s oh baby i need you <laughs> There's breaking news. The BBC's press office has just issued a statement after sex noises were heard on air during a live broadcast. They issued a statement apologising for any offence caused. Um, A self-proclaimed YouTube prankster has taken credit for the sex noises. Uh, But this news source, The Gargle, refuses to share his name because that's what he wants us to do. I loathe pranks. I I think they're the lowest (laughs) form of wit. Uh, Mostly they're about making someone feel stupid for doing something completely normal because who who goes around expecting to be tricked all the time? Like, you're not stupid for being tricked by a prankster. Like, what kind of a world do you live in where you're constantly expecting, like, a a prank to happen? You're you're a maniac. At best, pranks are disruptive. At worst, they're genuinely traumatising. All pranksters deserve to have their own pranks played back on them the day they've just lost a beloved relative because the hell you build is the hell that should come to you. It is psychological warfare. When I open a video on my phone, I feel like a Vietnam vet just like waiting for that noise to come back. And I'm like, no, no, not again. I used to I used to be like, oh, well, all different kinds of comedy have their place and, you know, it might not be for me, but if it's for somebody. And then I saw a, a prank video where they got a cleaning lady in to clean an apartment and they had uh, what appeared to her to be a dead body in the bath. And then uh, she turned around and there was a man behind her with what appeared to be a gun and she thought no. she was going to be murdered no. after being forced to dispose of a body. And what a terrible thing to do to a service worker, like genuinely... I have no mercy for pranksters. She must be able to sue for that. There ah. must be like like emotional hardship or like 
like distress caused her. She should not just be allowed to sue. She should be allowed to line up and just take a straight kick at the balls of everyone involved. And I guarantee you everyone involved had balls. Yes. <laughs> just Erin Brockovich doing a class action case against Jeremy Beadle for like past crimes. <laughs> Uh, now it's time for our top story. Top story is legal tech news. And this is the news that an AI legal assistant will, for the first time, help a defendant fight a speeding case in court. Alison Spiddle, yes. you're pretty fast. Can you unpack this story for us? Well, I, I decided not to unpack it myself. I decided to get the help of an AI creator. And an AI creator has written all of the all of the synopsises of stories that I have now. So here's what the AI creator said. And I said to the AI creator to make it for podcast listeners to give it a wry spin. And uh, we'll see what it says. <laughs> Alison, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've been friends for a while now. I just have to know, do you do you think I'm wry? <laughs> <laughs> the most brutal insult. I don't know what Ryan is. It's in bread, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, I, maybe I should ask him to take a sideways look at the news. <laughs> so, here we go. Here's what the AI has to say. Next month, the world's first robot lawyer will take a case in court. An AI legal assistant helping a defendant fight a traffic ticket. The AI created by the startup Do Not Pay will be run on a smartphone and listen to court proceedings in real time, then direct the defendant to say what to say via headphones. The groundbreaking hearing is scheduled to take place soon. Do not pay. Also promises to cover any fines in the event of a lost case. Inventor Josh Browder, a Stanford University educated computer scientist, created Do Not Pay in 2006. Right, podcast listeners, here's your chance to see the world's first robot lawyer in action! Exclamation mark. So there is uh, a breakdown, according to the AI, about this uh, story about an AI lawyer. Does the AI think the podcast is called The Rye Podcast? (laughs) There must be one. And no offense to it, but I'd say it's the worst podcast in the world. No, do you know what I mean? That's sad. You you don't know how many bad podcasts there are. There's no way. Every open mic comedian has a podcast. Never forget that. Alice. That's true, Alison. It's not very, it's not very, uh, not very high in gluten, so you can at least guarantee that the Rye Podcast is going to be the crummiest podcast out there. Hey, you can't see this in the podcast, but me and Alice are uh, high fiving each other. Oh, over the world! Our hands are going over the world, over hemispheres. Beautiful. Hands across the world. I know. Hands across the world. For a pod. I worry about this AI advising the client yes. what to say through a set of headphones because anything that's involved with, with technology or the internet eventually gets invaded by spam bots and pornography. So I don't want to know what the tra- court transcript is going to say the first time that a defendant in a speeding case starts advertising OnlyFans. You mean like, what's the verdict? <laughs> Horny, your honour, whatever, like, what's the- <laughs> Are they going to get Gary Lineker pranked into their... <laughs> headphones during the court case in the middle she's like oh yeah and you're like no god, god i'm no. trying to defend myself <laughs> i feel weird about ai though like is it an actual person because once like i fed my furby <laughs> I mean, porridge wait no. wait isn't that the point Allison, it's not a person <laughs> no but i feel <laughs> like i feel bad when i make fun of ais as if it has feelings do you know what i mean 
like yeah 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 i think this is our like understanding of it like my understanding of ai is so like domestic like the only way i interact with ai is like playing fifa against my xbox and that makes me think are there going to be like difficulty levels to the to the ai lawyer where it's going to go from like gil from the simpsons to rob kardashian getting oj away with murder <laughs> and you have to play any level in between those and then the only other way i interact with ai is alexa so if I, it's like you have to defend yourself be like alexa if the glove doesn't fit <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe I'd be the type of person I could get like Henry the Hoover to represent me, just because he is like <laughs> on the size. Do you know what I mean? I'd be. I'm a very like people-driven person, and if I had to get like just Nunu from the Tally Tubby. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. As a lawyer, he sucks. But... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening to me this week. No, I love it. I love it. Now it's time for our ads, your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. What walks on four legs in the morning, two in the afternoon and three in the evening? You do with Milton's detachable legs. All the three-legged races, none of the teamwork. (laughs) This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Finger Hammer. Sure, you could cut your nails, but why cut them when you can bludgeon them back in with the new Finger Hammer? To a Finger Hammer, everything looks like a fingernail. Oh, my God. That's the most horrific advert you've ever done. Genuinely. Thank you. Yeah, my cuticles are throbbing just listening to this. And this episode is brought to you by Pillows, the bed for your head. To a sea monkey, half a glass of water is as vast as the universe. So who are we to say that our own universe isn't just someone else's half a glass of water? Half a glass of water, a.k.a. the end of the Men in Black movie with the little marble thing. Nice. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code SUMMER. Small dick energy news now, and this is the news that uh, some scientists have done a study on, on what men think about sports cars if you make them feel insecure about their penis size. They did a study where they asked a series of men how they rated various products and at the same time they they informed the men that the average penis length was larger or smaller than it actually is. Apparently if, if you believe that your penis is less than average you are more likely to rate a sports car more highly. So Vittorio, can you unpack this story for us? This is ethically questionable in my opinion. 
<laughs> as the token man on the show, I would like to say that I do not condone what these scientists are doing to these poor boys. You can't bring men into a room and go, hey, did you know your dick's pretty f-ing small? Did you know that? Ah, isn't that bad? Hey, what do you think about this Lamborghini? <laughs> to run an experiment. I don't know how any of these people still have a job at a university. Like it's horrific. That this is worse than like the Stanford prison experiments. It's worse than any of those electric shock experiments. This is a terrible thing to do. Just you can't bring a participant in a study into a room and just body shame them straight away. It's a terrible. Like, can you imagine if they did it to women? If they were like, "Oh, our hypothesis is women that have no ass complain more at restaurants," and then they bring all these <laughs> women into the into the like the- and feed them bad soup. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the average ass is really big. Did you know that? <laughs> waiter, waiter, this soup is too salty, lady. That's because you're crying into it too hard. <laughs> Those are your tears, miss. Those are your tears. It is such a strange experiment. It's not been peer reviewed. I love the way they added that, and I was like, "Yeah, of course." <laughs> but um, what is the point of this? Uh, like with a lot of uh, science kind of experiments and breakthroughs, I am like, "Who who decided this was? You know, cancer still hasn't been cured yet. <laughs> we do know that, but yes, <laughs> yet they're 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 asking men about their penis size and about Lamborghinis. At least can we cure asthma?" Like, can we at least do asthma? Even Even asthma at this stage. I mean, if you had to rewrite this for an ethics committee, uh, Victoria, Alison, what would you do? Would you say uh, study whether men who believe their penis size is smaller are more likely to cure cancer? Is that? (laughs) Why don't we do that? Why don't we tell men their penis size is very small and then say cancer hasn't been cured yet. The person who cures his cancer has the biggest penis, just naturally. You know what I mean? Instead of a Nobel Peace Prize, it's a big dick award. That's what Nobel Prizes are. It's the Nobel Peace Prize, but it's P-I-E-C-E rather than P-I-E-C-E. Yeah. <laughs> the Nobel Pipe Award, just laying pipe. I mean, this whole thing is predicated on the idea that having a small penis is a bad thing, but it's not. What if you've got to pick a particular size lock? <laughs> yeah, genuinely. And it is a kind of thing of like, I don't know, people who have big penises, I think they kind of like rely on that a bit and don't bother with any other. Yeah, I'm just saying they're they're not the best lovers. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Alison, that's the kind of thing where you go, I'm just saying, and then you do like a euphemism. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, just a memory. Just <laughs> they're not great in bed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Now, my, my study isn't peer-reviewed either, to be honest with you, but, like, anecdotally, just saying, lots of big pipe. They don't do nothing with it. It's ornamental. Now it's time for your reviews section. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Alison, what have you brought in for us this week? So I asked the AI creative to, to do a review for me. I said, could it review itself for the listeners of Gargo? So it says here, this AI assistant is a real hoot. Writing jokes of it has been a blast. Gargle listeners will love the experience as it uses its advanced AI technology to come up with funny punchlines that are sure to put a smile on their face. Give it a try and let the good times roll. Now, I thought that wasn't a good enough review, so I I made it smaller. I asked them to review putting batteries into their mouth. 
because I feel it's a good <laughs> like this is a, I've, I've reviewed this before Vittorio and it was it this was, is a scientific mindset this is the, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I'll read out their review being a human who puts batteries into their mouth can be quite an experience <laughs> why did it do it well so <laughs> Some people do it for fun, while others may do it as a dare or to prove a point. No matter the reason. <laughs> to prove a point. I think that's why I did it. I mean, yeah, revenge. No matter the reason, the consequences of consuming batteries can be quite serious. From gastrointestinal issues, oh no, to potential burns, batteries can be hazardous for your health. So if you're considering putting batteries into your mouth, think twice. Garga listeners, be warned, battery consumption is no laughing matter. And then I forgot to ask it for stars out of five, so I said, I asked it to rate itself out of five. It said, if you had to rate the AI assistant out of five stars, how many would you give it? If you're a Garga listener, let's have some fun and give it a rating of five out of five stars. So five out of five. So big ups itself. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it's got confidence, this AI technology. Alison, have you not read any of the scary things about AI in that when it becomes <laughs> self-aware, that's a bad thing? You're goading the AI into taking over the world. Oh, no, this is like that time I fed my Furby porridge and it got damaged. <laughs> and I was afraid it would hurt me. Tell us more about the time <laughs> you fed your Furby porridge, Alison. Well, the Furby insisted it was hungry and I was getting tired of being hungry all the time. And I thought, what's a long-lasting, slow, slow release of energy? <laughs> I fed it porridge. Now, I was I was a fairness, but I fed it ready break and it just got clumped into its uh, fur. It's too old. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Eight years old, I can't be tried in a criminal court, I feel. Its mouth became... The, the oats dried in its mouth became like semi-open all the time. A bit got into its eye. It looked like really angry with me. And I put it into a cupboard. And also my neighbour told me that the CIA was in my... Furby. Uh, but I lived in a small village in Ireland. I, I didn't see why the CIA would have any business with me. But anyway, there we go. Sorry. Good to know that the CIA is getting some complex carbohydrates into it this morning. Victoria, what have you brought in for us to review out of five stars this week? I have decided to review something that I can't stop listening to. Uh, the thing I'm reviewing is the audio of TikToks that other people have decided to watch out loud on the bus. Mm. It makes me so, so angry. I don't know whether it's a <laughs> pandemic thing or whether TikTok has given everyone so many mental health problems that they are no longer <laughs> aware that other people exist and might not want to hear lo-fi K-pop that accompanies a stressfully <laughs> young woman dancing on screen. Like, I don't know what's happened. I, it just seems like in the past six months to a year when we've come out of the pandemic, and it does seem to always be TikToks, people just watch them out loud. Yeah, And it just yeah. boils my blood every single time. So even though I listen to it every single day, zero stars, not a fan. Nice. 
zero stars. We got we got the full gamut of of ratings. We got five stars, self applied by the AI, <laughs> and we've got zero stars. And then we've got however many stars the Furby's going to give that porridge when it um, unclags its mouth enough to speak once more. <laughs> oh god, that's the most horrific sentence I've ever when it unclags its mouth. You waterboarded a Furby with porridge. I did basically. <laughs> Now it's time for our gaming news, and this is the news that a video game studio called Proletariat has declined to recognize a union. Uh, Vittorio, you're extremely uh, communist. Can you unpack this story for us? (laughs) Extremely communist. Yeah, so basically the, the gaming company Proletariat is about to be bought by Activision Blizzard, which are a famously like terrible working conditions game company. So the workers decided, oh, well, we're called proletariat. We should listen to that Karl Marx fella. We should get a union going. And then obviously the big massive company went, no, no, no. We don't like it when workers have rights. So you're not allowed to have a union, even though the company is called proletariat. Um, but that is a big thing at the minute. All these massive corporations are like, there's almost like a fet- like a corporate fetishization of left-wing politics. Do you know what I mean? They're like, eat the rich. And it's like, right, but this is a T-shirt from Urban Outfitters. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this? You're not representing this properly. But, I mean, this is the great thing that capitalism does with all threats. It's like Christianity did with side religions. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's a nice tree. Let's make it Jesus's tree. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah. of, yeah. It, that's basically what they're doing. They're like, oh, that's a delicious rebellion. Yum, 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 yeah. yum. Let's sell it back to you so that you can express your identity only through commodification rather than through any other form of, you know, say, disruptive uh, activism. Yeah, like that Kylie Jenner Pepsi ad where she was like leading a protest and then just gave a black person a Pepsi and that solved racism or something in the And it ad. did, didn't it? Like, we're, we're past that now. <laughs> I don't know, like, computer game companies and kind of tech companies that kind of pride themselves as being a, a good place to work, but I would love to see, like, uh, Mario the plumber make a union, do you know? And he's like, I'm sick. I'm sick of all this bad workplace environments. It's very unsafe for me. There's these plants that are trying to eat me. These, you know, these kind of Bowser is a bad boss altogether. <laughs> you know, he would get done. I would feel in real life. And why are we going for legislation instead of like Mario just having to jump on top of people to, to solve these <laughs> workplace issues? Yeah, he's constantly dodging fireballs at work. Yeah. It's a healthy work environment. Imagine that in your, in your work safety video. So there's a fireball at work. All you should do is jump twice. He's not being paid to rescue princesses. Yeah. He just wants to do an honest day's work of laying pipe. Yeah, exactly. Let Mario lay pipe. Yeah. Propaganda news now. And uh, it's exciting to hear that armies are moving into the future, not just with increasingly high-tech missiles, but also increasingly high-tech recruitment tactics. Yes, uh, they are recruiting sexy ladies to do sexy TikToks and lure people into the <laughs> army. Alison, you look easily lured. Can you unpack <laughs> this story for us? So this is a story about the kind of rise of e-girls, which are young women who are uh, made up in a kind of anime way in real life. These women look like uh, an incel's mouse pad. So do you ever see like uh, the mouse pad where they're ergonomically designed to protect an incel's wrist and it's just a really big ass? 
with a very small waist <laughs> and a woman attached yeah. to it. These women are, are made up like that to encourage uh, young men to join the army. And uh, it's just a very, very strange uh, phenomenon. It's been, there's about, there's about three different e-girls. I, I've looked at a few on TikTok. Uh, there's one who just waggles her ass constantly and goes avoiding the sniper. And I'm like, that doesn't, you know, your your head is not moving. The sniper is going to not, he's not going to go, I'm trying to shoot her in the ass. I can't get her. She's not moving her head. She's number one rule of trying to avoid a sniper. You know, move your head. But uh, yeah, so this is a weird thing where they're trying to get Gen Z into the military. Uh, and and it's kind of in plain sight as well. They're, the American army are doing psyops uh, with TikTok and they're trying to encourage people to go into the army. You know that Shaggy, was a member of the U.S. Army, and uh, he was he genuinely. <laughs> it wasn't me, guy. Was in the U.S. Army, and the U.S. Army used to put him on their pamphlets and say, "We can help you have a music career. Look at Shaggy," and then uh, try to encourage <laughs> men to join the or well, people to join the army that way. So it's just it's a very very kind of like um, modern story about trying to encourage people to get into the military. I I kind of prefer this though to like you know join the army. You might get a big tittied, big ass girl with a small waist rather than join the army. You might make your life a bit more interesting. Like that's the general one before that. It's like, are you sick of going to the bookies? Why not shoot a person? And this is like <laughs> going, this is saying to people, you know, maybe this woman who calls herself waifu might f*** you. So join the army. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, we're living in a more and more high tech world, and I think they're trying to lure in people with particularly uh, with technological skills who might have encountered anime pornography. <laughs> I think they're looking at a Venn diagram overlap of, of of programmers with boners for ladies in BDUs. Yeah, they're going to be like, it's a bukkake of bullets, guys. It's a real massacre. <laughs> Put it into language that they understand. You send them off to war, and you're like. Thing is, guys, they can't afford their rent this month. So what you're gonna have to do, <laughs> and they're gonna be a new brand of porn called it rather than fake taxi. It's just fake tank. <laughs> There's not much room in a tank. It's gonna be the driver and like two people that are. <laughs> This is something that the the Simpsons predicted, and it's mad how it's just real now. Like, do you remember, there was an episode of The Simpsons where they did these weird psyop, like subliminal messages of like Eva Netanyahu, but you play it backwards and it just I says join, join the, the Navy. Navy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just real now. But like Allison said, I think it's probably I don't think it's worse than like army ads, recruitment ads in the UK, where they're just like, hey, can you fix a bike? kill some innocents what about that like it's, just, it's 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 better than that like it is a more positive thing to be like hey look like we've got these incels and they normally go and like shoot up a school or whatever but if we get these hot girls to recruit them they can do so they can like ship the killing <laughs> elsewhere where it might be useful. I mean, the history of women in Australia is of a bunch of like young women being tricked into coming to Australia with like romance novels uh, because the British government was worried that uh, the uh, damned whores were taking over the colony of Sydney. Wow. 
Yeah, because they sort of formed uh, cartels and, and brothels down at the rocks. Basically, all these women sort of got together and, and then they had a monopoly on pussy. And so <laughs> the, British government, uh, the British government was like, ah, quick, send, send uh, gently bred young Christian ladies. And so they wrote really bad romance novels where like you'd go off and go off to Australia and marry like a wealthy grazier and have a nice life. And so all these nice young ladies came straight out of school and got sent to Australia and they, you know, met some wealthy grazier off the off the boat and ended up killing snakes in the bush for a year. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so funny. They busted the union of pussy. <laughs> this will not stand. <laughs> Control the means of production. <laughs> I don't think standing was the problem. Yeah, that's true. This will not kneel. <laughs> oh, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of The Gargle. I'm flipping through the ads at the back. Uh, big thank you to our roving reporters, Chaotic Neutral, who sent in the small dick energy story, and C-Lips, who sent in the proletariat story. Uh, Vittorio, have you got anything to plug? I'm on tour uh, April and May all around the UK and Ireland. Um, there's extra dates being added all the time, so check out my website, best of luck spelling, vittorioanzidoni.com. <laughs> I've got a podcast called Weed of Misfortune. It's coming back on tour with a show called Wet. It's going to be on in Soho Theatre on the 15th and 16th of March, and it's going all around the country. It's going to be good fun. And you can find me online at patreon.com slash alicefraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, which you can get there for free. Um, my podcasts, my blogs, and my weekly Tea with Our salons, as well as my writers' meetings, which I do uh, every week. Also, my tickets are on sale for Adelaide Fringe for my new show, Twist. Um, this is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. The executive producer is Christina. The editor is Ped Hunter. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.